I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. As most of you know, I created a course called Raising Confidence for kids and young adults where I teach my seven-step magical formula to instill practices and beliefs now so life can be easier as they navigate through their journey. These kids will have tools that will influence the decisions they make and the way they show up in this world. I just graduated another group of powerful kids, and now I'm getting ready to launch it again and inspire more kids to live with a life with intention, clarity, and a knowing that they can be, do, or have anything. I have realized after this year with these kids, this is my purpose. It's my purpose here besides being a wife and a mother and all the other amazing roles I have on this earth, but it's inspiring millions of kids to learn how powerful they truly are. That is my intention, and I will do whatever it takes to accomplish that. If you want to get on my waiting list or you know someone who would really benefit from this course, please sign up by clicking the link in the show notes or just email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com. Of all the times in the world, while we have reached a year of this pandemic, our kids need these tools more now than ever. To think if your kids could learn these tools now so they have direction, focus, and life-changing strategies, they wouldn't have to wait, like most people, until they are in their 30s and 40s, or maybe even never. I am determined to show each child I get to work with that in life, everything is always working for them, not to them. And set big goals and learn to dream bigger and take action and manifest whatever they desire. It's so important. My wish for every child on this planet is that they can live with the knowing that they are the creator of their reality and that they can be, do, or have anything. So now on to our episode that I'm so excited about. It is with Shelly Wilson. She contacted me, and when I read about her, I saw why she did. In fact, one of her books is called Embracing the Magic Within, which of course caught my attention. Then I dove deeper and discovered her gifts and what her purpose on this earth is. I am so about living your purpose right now because when you are, it's all you want to do. (laughs) She realized her purpose a few years ago was to help people realize how powerful they truly are and so much more that we will cover in this beautiful conversation. She will inspire you to know that you are here for so much more and has tools to help you tap into all of your gifts. Before we get started, let me give you a little bit of her background. She is an intuitive medium, Reiki master, 
and an empowerment coach. Shelly's personal mission is to assist others on their journey into consciousness while encouraging them to live an authentic life through awareness and empowerment. Coming from a place of respect, truth, integrity, and love, she honors your free will and recognizes that you are creating your reality with the universe. Her intention is to bring understanding, help you to heal from the past, and realize your full potential. Shelley Wilson is an author, intuitive medium, and conscious creator who is passionate about helping people wake up to their greatness. I am so looking forward to sharing Shelly's magic with you. So please welcome Shelly Wilson to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to share a conscious conversation with you today. Oh, I'm so grateful. And I said in the intro that you found me and how, you know, having this podcast a year now, I'm getting more of that, but you exude what I am about. Like you're thinking, we think alike and to find that someone like-minded on the same path, not on the same path, but you know, like we're enlightened and I, oh, I love it. And someone who I can (laughs) learn from, you know, and this different, like a the vibration, I always tell everybody, you know, your vibration is what attracts these other, you know, souls that are in the same place as you in that same vibration, right? And I feel like that is what brings this magic to this podcast that we can share your magic. And what I've realized learning about you, because I love to go learn before we meet, um, is just your 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 story and the way you found your magic and how you have helped people discover that they are more than you know what we are. We're all the same and we all are humans and we've chosen to come here and all that. But what your journey has been from what two thousand and eight, I believe. Right. Yeah. But I let's I kind of in your the way you were raised too with your your dad and in the Baptist church. Will you go kind of a little bit there, but. And then we'll start with when your magic came to life. (laughs) Yes, perfect, Ashley. So uh, first of all, I've always known things. I've always been very sensitive. I was that kid that was very shy. And, you know, being the observer to a lot of things, I was raised in the Baptist religion and my dad's a civil engineer. So our household was not necessarily an open, spiritual place to be able to share and have conversations about more. And the beautiful thing is, you know, we always recognize that we're right where we're supposed to be, you know, having this type of experience. And it was in 2008 when I had a reading with someone who ended up becoming my Reiki master. And, you know, I was asking the questions, who am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Is this all there is? And what she said to me in that reading, Ashley, I remember it verbatim as if I heard it yesterday. Hmm. And she said, Shelly, I just have to tell you, your purpose is to shine your light so that others can see the truth of who they really are. You're meant to heal hearts one by one by one. You see people differently than they see themselves, and that's how you make a difference. And I will tell you, that was that aha light bulb moment that really set me on the path with what I'm doing now. Hmm. And when you were raised with your dad and that mindset, very kind of closed-minded, right? Yes. Like more like your, I always say your blinders are on in life and, you know, you walk through and you don't really open up. And when you're raised that way, were you struggling 
then as a child growing up, now I have kids that are, you know, 12 and 14. And I think, you know, me being raised, you look back at your childhood and how were you raised? And if you really knew there was that in you and you were just struggling to keep it in. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of it, it was more so is, you know, don't ask questions, but here are the answers. You know, here are the things I want you to know. Here are the things I want you to believe. And as we recognize, you know, with all culture and many families, it's just the way it is. And that's why so many of us that are waking up, that are having that awareness that there is something more than what we've known, that's where the awakening process happens. And that's why many of us choose for our own families to allow them space to grow, allow them space to ask those questions to perhaps have different beliefs and so on, because we all have our own perception. We all have our own interpretation. Many times it can be very similar, you know, but nevertheless, this is why, once again, we chose to have an experience here in earth school. Right. And with your children, so they're, you, they're grown. <laughs> okay. So they're grown. Did you yeah. raise them with that? So you you were aware of the way you were raised and you wanted to raise them different with, yes. with yeah, asking and it wasn't questions. Until I, you know, I always encourage my kids to have an opinion, to ask questions. I, I remember our son, you know, when he was a little boy, he would ask so many questions and I would always answer, you know, and that was before Google. So it was, right. uh, you know, upon me to, to give him those answers. And the wonderful thing is that as I woke up, it also assisted them on their own path. Now, my kids are 29 and 24. And so, you know, they are very grateful that I chose to raise them in an open environment where they could have different beliefs. And, and they don't always agree with mine or what I do or things like that. But they know that I will honor whatever they choose to believe or not. Right. I love that. And I we just had this conversation in the car yet yesterday with my girls. I love to think of the thought as a mom, like the children are coming through me, but they're not for me, you know, and they have their own path, you know? (laughs) And so it's so hard as, you know, as you want to like help them and direct their life, you know, and, but you just, that they're here on their own journey. And to see that as I always say, like, look up above and see below, like, okay, you know, I have these two beautiful souls, these children that God gave me. And now, you know, they came through me, right? Like your children. And then literally, they have, yes, they did <laughs> literally. And um, instead of being the mom that, you know, that you realize, if you realize that, then you like, let's see what their gifts are, you know, let them explore. Right. I love that. And, you know, what I find, too, in life, many times we're presented with contrast, and especially even when we have children. You know, I have a son who's very analytical. He was actually an engineer and then decided to go on to law school. And so he's very much in that mindset, but he's very sensitive. And then my daughter's very creative, but she's very intuitive also. And so just knowing that even in our life and throughout our life with our children and so on, we're going to see that contrast. Right. And without, you have to have contrast. I always say, you know, you have to have that contrast or life would be so boring. We're here yes. to, we <laughs> need the contrast. We yes. need the ups and the downs and the in-betweens or yes. we're here to learn that. That's how we learn and that's how we grow and expand. And I love that. When you 
studied the Reiki and I know that was the beginning of what kind of opened your eyes to yes. the energy and all that. Will you go there a little bit to explain yes. that? Cause a lot of people might not know. Yes. So Reiki means universal life energy in Japanese, and it's a Japanese technique for stress reduction and relaxation that promotes healing. And we are all energetic beings, and there's many healing modalities that work with energy. Reiki just happens to be one. That is one that I resonated with, was drawn to, became attuned to, because Reiki happens to be, as far as I'm aware, the only healing modality that you have an attunement process to be able to work with that energy or to be able to call it Reiki. And, you know, I just resonated with it. It really helped to give me the power to become self-empowered because before, and I like to say, Ashley, that, you know, for many years, it felt like I was existing, that I was going through the motions, that I was kind of on the sidelines. And the more that I began owning my own power and shining my light and uncovering my magic, that really helped me then to be on this path once again and do the work that I'm guided to do. Right. I love that. And you know, when that just opened your eyes a little bit and you just started to see that, you know, and you started to see your magic, did it open your eyes? I always say like, when you find your purpose, now all the the lights come on, like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look what I can do now. Look at what I can learn and help and, you know, be the leader of this like new enlightenment that I have in me. Yes. Yes. And I I think, you know, if we even think of that magic as the spark, think of it as what delights us as that passion, you know, there's many ways that we can look at it. But once again, many people tend to just go through life. They go through the motions and many times they're on autopilot. And to me, they're not really living. And that's why when we begin embracing that magic that is within us and we start living our life more fully, becoming present, that is to me a big shift and even that contrast of where we were before. Right. You know, I feel like, you know, I had a few mediums on the show and you're going to be close to 50. So I probably Mm -hmm. had maybe five. I mean, I've had quite a few when I think about it, you know, and they've all, they all talk about, you have a life plan before Mm -hmm. you come. That's one thing. And then you have free will, right? So you can have a plan, you know, and even like when you were talking about, you know, people say the word psychic, you know, and you don't like to use that word. And we explain that too, because I feel like all your gifts that you have, if people don't understand it in the, you know, some people just don't get the, the fullness of what you really provide. And I feel like that would be a disservice if they didn't get that. Yes. So I recognize that psychic means of the soul, connecting to the soul. And that word also has connotations. You know, people sometimes think of it as a fortune tell, fortune teller, uh, reading a crystal ball, that kind of thing. And even the medium aspect, that means that you're a channel and intuitive. Once again, you're connecting and tuning in. So We know in the English language, we know once again with our culture that people have different interpretations of what things may mean, even the word magic once again. And to me, this is where we want to know what resonates with us, what we feel comfortable with. And many times people may be in a space of fear 
because they don't understand something or it may trigger them. That means, you know, that whether it's from something earlier in their life or a past life, you know, there's something that's causing them to feel affected by certain words. Right. What would you say when someone asks you, so what I learned from another medium was 10% of my soul is living in this human body in this flesh and blood. And 90% of it is still with me, but it's that inner voice that you hear and it's leading you. If you can listen to it and tap into it. And I know you know how to do that. And I want to do that so bad. And I've been working toward that and asking and really doing my meditation. And I know that it will come because I am, that is my intention, but will you describe that in your way? So first of all, I've never heard it with that type of ratio before. You know, there's many people that recognize, focus more on 5D, five-dimensional ascending from this physical body. But I'm a huge believer that if you're human and you're breathing, uh, your soul is here, your soul is within you. But yes, there may be aspects of your energy because when we think of our aura, which is that biomagnetic field that surrounds us within that aura, our experiences, every experience from this lifetime and every lifetime. So perhaps that's what that person was referencing, that it's not actually within the physical body. But to me, once again, we're all intuitive. We all have the ability to connect. But what we need to do is become more present, be grounded, and also definitely heighten our awareness. We have to be able to tune in and take note of those things that we feel, we see, we hear, we know, and so on. How do you teach somebody that? Because I know that's part of one of your... Yes, um... I do teach that. You know, the main thing is giving them a place, first of all, and giving them a space to be receptive to that, you know, and sometimes it is getting very basic you know, having them close their eyes and tell me literally what are they seeing in their mind at that moment. And if nothing, then I will give them a prompt of something to visualize because we do work with our imagination when we develop. But a lot of it is getting out of our way, Ashley. We've got to be able to trust what is flowing to us, what is flowing through us and go from there because we're all capable. It's just Once again, our mind will tend to want to overthink it or overanalyze it. Right. And, you know, when I sit and meditate and I, you know, you focus on not no thought and listen to that inner voice and try not, you know, all those things that you, how you teach that. And then once someone does, do they, is it like a light bulb? And then all of a sudden they can tune into that all the time? Or is it something that takes a practice of doing it all the time? Yes. Well, good question. And, you know, the first thing is there are different types of meditation. And so you've got to discover and uncover what practice works best for you. Some people find it difficult to sit quietly and, you know, clearing the thoughts. So we think of meditation as clearing our mind, opening our heart, receiving. But sometimes that meditation can actually be going for a walk and running or doing gardening or things like that. But it is just allowing the thoughts to flow rather than saying they can't come in, just let them flow in. The idea is don't dwell on them. Right. And I think for me, I do run and that's my time in the morning. I get so up early. That's probably your meditation. Yeah. And I do try to, when I wake up too, to do like a, you know, short 10 minutes, 15 minutes before I leave. But 
I really feel that it comes to me during that time is the, and I, I'll never miss it. People will ask me, did you run this morning? And I said, that's always going to be a yes. Right. <laughs> that is just, there's no question. That's a priority. Yes. It is a priority, but that is where I tap into that. But I was really fascinated by the way you were looking at how in this 2020 and how you use the 2020, you know, vision, you know, yes. the, and then it added to a four and then going into 2021, we go th- into that. Yes. Yes. I will talk about that. So at the end of 2019, which I'm amazed here we are 2021, I but know. at the end of 2019, what kept coming to me was 2020 optically speaking is a time to get clear, a time to gain clarity. And four in numerology, which is what 2020 adds up to be, was a time of personal growth, of laying our foundation, of creating our reality. So then here we are, February, March, where the United States and other parts of the world are experiencing these health concerns. Things are shutting down. People are very restricted. People are feeling frustrated, disappointment, but it provided an opportunity for people to get clear about a lot of things, those things that mattered and those things that didn't. And then as we're moving here, we're already March 1st at this moment in 2021, A five-year is all about continuing that process. And once again, just knowing that this is a time of change and transformation. So I know that people, once again, have been challenged. They have felt disappointment. And I always tell people, feel what you feel, but then do your best to move through it and be able to see the blessings, be able to recognize, well, what did those challenges offer you? Right. And, you know, when... Looking back at 2020 and realizing that we all, the entire world, there wasn't one person that was left out of it, you know, and I feel like my journey in this podcast world and what I've been, who I've been meeting and opening up my life to this. And I, you know, who would have thought I'd never look back and say, you know, that day that I decided to do this, like, what if I didn't do that? I, oh, life is too short for what ifs. And this is a perfect example (laughs) because I'm living my dream right now. But I realized that all these amazing guests that I've talked to now, my dear friends, it feels like, because you have this hour conversation and it just, it's just a magical. But when you you put them all together. There's a a theme, there's a central theme where, you know, 2020 happened and it almost had to, it did have to. And now we're all moving up into this different, we're coming together and we're changed. We have to emerge into something new, right? Absolutely. Or not. Or not. Yes. (laughs) So I want to hear your take. So when you look at like the third dimension and the fifth dimension, right? What are you, are you saying some people will be going into the fifth dimension and some people will be stuck here? How does that look? Well, I'm one of those. I recognize that, you know, the fourth dimension is actually the other side or heaven. 3D earth is what we're experiencing now. And then there's the 5D where they're saying it's like the new earth. You know, there's a lot of people that have their different interpretations of that. I like to simply view that, you know, we're all evolving. The earth itself is evolving. We as humans are evolving. Just like the time element, Ashley, you know, we look at the calendars, we look in the mirror and and see our faces. You know, we can see the wrinkles as I'm pointing out 
some of mine. <laughs> um, but in reality, if we can see that time really doesn't exist except for our perception of it, you know, that's why many people say that, you know, the past, present, and future is all happening at this moment. But our human mind can't wrap sense around that because it doesn't make sense because we look at how the days pass and the years passed and so on. So I don't tend to like to go there. Um, once again, there's so many people that are focused on that completely. But to me, we're here to be human and we're here to embody that human experience. And that's how we uncover that magic and embrace it. Right. How did you realize that you were a channel or you could even, where did that come from? Because I know the Reiki was the beginning, but how do you discover that? Yeah, so Lisa Williams, who is a well-known medium, came into my awareness February of 2010. And I remember that moment as if it were yesterday. It just so happened I was guided to go back to college. I had completed my associate's degree in 1990 and always regretted that I didn't get my bachelor's degree. So I went back in 2008 and, and finished it up in 2010. And in addition to having a business degree, I went ahead and got that minor in psychology. And one of the classes that I was taking that last semester was on death and dying. Hmm. And I happened to get the newspaper. I never get it. And there was an ad in there for Lisa Williams doing a mediumship gallery in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the closest big city to me. And I was guided to go. And that moment set me on this path because I got on her website afterwards and saw that she was going to be offering an intermediate mediumship course in Dallas that fall. And she required that you fill out an application because she was just taking so many applicants and was kind of fielding them. And so I was one of 100 people that attended. And then from there, I went on to study with her two more times and then study with John Holland and Tony Stockwell and James Van Prague. But it was just in that moment, going back to that spring semester of 2010, that it was like, ah, there's something about this afterlife. And, you know, once again, developing being that mediumship because I recognized that I was bringing through messages. I just didn't have the validation at that time. Right. When you're speaking, like if, if we were to have a conversation with you channeling, would you have to start out like meditate and get there or can mm -hmm. you just go right into that? Well, when I speak for one thing to channel information, I always say what comes into my mind. And that's a way of channeling. Now, connecting to those in spirit, I do sit in the power, which is just, you know, allowing my energy vibration to rise while at the same time I'm grounding. And then just asking for that sitter's loved ones to get close so that when I make that phone call or Zoom call or they have an in-person session that I make that connection with them. Huh. And so when you learned that you had that gift, did it work because, or did it evolve more because you had all the training? Did that help you? That's where the confidence came in. Okay. Because the thing is, as with anything, the more that we practice, the more that we develop. And it is one of those things, going back to even meditation, another way to do that is sit in the power. And that's where you're not trying to receive information. You're not trying to make a connection. You're just sitting in that energy, blending with spirit. Huh. And so when you're with a client, mm -hmm. and let's say they come for some other 
you know, you have a few things that you offer that I want to talk about in a minute, but what if they come for something and you say, oh, we have to, there's someone, I see something. Do you just kind of go with what you're feeling at the time? Yes. Even if they come for a coaching session or a healing session or a clarity session, then if it's coming through, a loved one's coming through, I trust that that session is meant for their highest good. So I will always, you know, say there's, there's someone here and give indication of who it is and say, would you like to know what they have to say? And sometimes the people absolutely say yes. And sometimes they're like, no. That's not why I'm here. So I just, you know, thank the loved one for coming through. I, in turn, energetically, telepathically convey that message to the sitter without actually verbalizing it, because I don't ever want to intrude on someone's free will once again. Right. Do you have the mindset now that you know that you can do this, that when you pass on and you see your loved ones are all my dad passed away 14 years ago. And so my thing is I always talk to him and, you know, I feel his presence and get signs and all that. Do you believe that we're all, as we come together here right now as a family, that we've all chosen each other and that we all go back and wait to do it again and switch it up? What is your take on that? Yeah, well, I feel like that could vary with each soul, but I do recognize that, you know, when we choose to incarnate, come into a physical body that, yes, there are what we think of maybe as a soul tribe, a soul group, a soul pod family that tends to reincarnate together. But I also feel like, you know, once again, if you choose that you want to be on the other side and hang out a lifetime, you can and not reincarnate. And, And sometimes you may be very quick to get back because there's more things you want to experience in a different body, you know, being a different culture, a different gender and so on. You know, it's fascinating to me because most of, I mean, I've, the majority of humans, you know, look down on cancer and all the, you know, suicide and, you know, little, you know, the starving children and all that. And when I have, what I have learned through all these beautiful people that I've met lately, it's all good. If God looks at that as you, you're a soul and you decide you want to learn that and you want to go through that. And that is part of your journey. And that's why you chose to come here in this human body. Do you believe that? I do. And and I recognize too, Ashley, that some people can feel very triggered by that because that may not be their perception. But when we look at things from a soul level, and I say from that higher soul perspective, you know, we've got to recognize that we had some degree of choice, you know, maybe not the particulars, but at least saying I'm incarnating and I want to have an experience and I have a lesson I want to learn. And then our guides can work the details out for us too. Right. Do you feel like everyone here right now in 2020, we all were chose to be here. Chose to be here. Yeah. Do you absolutely. And you know, we may not have realized what we signed up for. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't get the um details in advance. But if we look back once again and say, ah, well, this is a time for us to really be present and be adaptable and be flexible and grow in our spirit, then this was the perfect experience to do just that. And we recognize too that as we know, there have been a lot of lives that have transitioned, a lot of souls that have chosen to leave this 
earth plane at this time. And whether it was because of the virus or because of other means, we just know that that was a time on some level their soul chose to leave. Yes. And I've heard that a few times and I, it's, that's such a peace, you know, a feeling in your heart to know that. And to look at this 2020 and, you know, now we're in March, you know, we're 2021. I know. I mean, in (laughs) California, we're not really that, that light out. It's not, we're still kind of, I think we're the most locked down state, but you know, like what the lessons that we've learned and the, the children right now, because I'm that's a focus of mine, what they're going through. But to think that they chose that, to go and experience that, to get to the next, evolve into something more. That's and to it. look at life that way, instead of looking at it as, I just love that way of thinking. And if we could like bring that thought awareness into the world, and maybe that's what this is. Maybe we are doing that. So maybe that's the magic you know, that we're talking about, for sure. And so, you know, once again, I know that different people have differing perceptions, and I honor all of that. But for my own, and from what it sounds like yours as well, is that we're being able to see that, yes, there has definitely been a reason why we're here, and why we are going through this. Right. And tell me about your books, because a lot of, did did you write them? Did you channel them? How did that? Uh, yeah, I like to do inspired writing. I actually have a writing guide that really helps me too. And, and what I find myself, because periodically I'll do blog posts. I'm a, a writer for uh, the Eden Magazine as well. And I just, you know, when the words are flowing, it's so easy. But when I feel like I have to write, as with anything, it's not happening. But I wrote uh, several books. The first two actually started out as a daily own course. And my guide said, just put them into book form because some people may not want to take a course. And so 28 Days to a New You and Connect to the You Within are both original um, daily own courses that began as Stop Existing and Start Living living and Open Your Heart to Love. And then my book, Journey into Consciousness is actually my story, my life up to my awakening, awakening to when the book came out, which was December of 2013. And throughout the entire book, I've given you tools for your journey as well. And then my newest book is Embracing the Magic Within. And it actually came out of March of last year. Wow. Right when everything was shutting down. And so in this book, it's a compilation of personal stories interwoven with words of wisdom, inspirational quotes, power words, and so on. And there are no chapters in this book. I purposely did that because it's just a lot of things interwoven, a lot of short things as well. And so there's separator pages just to give people an idea. But I invite people, absolutely, you can read it front to back, but also you can use it as a type of oracle where you can just hold the book in your hands and say, what do I need to know at this time? And then randomly open the book up to see what spirit wants to offer. I love that. And I do that a lot with any book because I yes. always know that there's a message and I you know, try to teach my girls that and try to hire their learning and, you know, just open that book and see what the message is. 
And also the cards, your cards. I love cards. I used to always look at Louise Hay and, you know, pick one a day. And I had Wayne Dyer. I just have those in my house everywhere by my bed, in the bathroom, in the, by <laughs> when I get ready, just to have that little message. But yes. just that you created those, it's beautiful. Do you have them by you? Yes, I do. Um, Can you I pull put- one? Sure. So right here, um, give you a visual of the back. This is the Journey into Consciousness Cards of Empowerment deck. I took all the pictures myself. And within this, the, the idea is to empower you. So you can just shuffle and say, what do I need to know at this time? And, and so the sound won't be loud. I'm just randomly opening it up and spirit saying, be true to you, make conscious choices. Hmm. So that is that nudge for us to really tune into our own gut, our own knowingness and make decisions from that empowered place of what is right for us. And that may be who is what, who is right for us as well. And so the other deck, these are the clarity cards. They go coincide with the book. And so these think of like power statements. So once again, I'm just asking spirit, what do we need to know at this time? And the message is embrace your aliveness. Hmm. So this is that call for us to once again uncover our magic and then to embrace it, to really know that we're here to have a human life experience. That's what our purpose is. Yes. And I've the first one is my intuition. Something about that struck a chord. True to you. Yes. It true is. To you. Yeah. And it is that. And it's that for me. And I realized that, you know, in this last year is really being true to who I am and caring more about, you know, what I'm going to be giving than worrying about what people are going to be saying. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because this is your life. And, you know, the more that you're in alignment with you and what you choose to do and being that ripple to your children and to those around you, once again, you know, that's magic. Right. And I've really, you know, it's like a, it's a, a daily thing. And I know that you, practice yours daily? Don't you just, what are your rituals in the morning to start your day to open yes. up your, your channel? <laughs> well, my first priority is tending to my fur babies because of course they, they require my attention, but um, I just get settled into my beingness. I like to ground my energy. I like to meditate um, and just do it for a short period. It's usually about five to 10 minutes. And then I tend to go through and, and check what needs my attention online, meaning emails or Facebook or things like that. And I typically don't start seeing clients until 10 a.m. There's something about I just need that time. And I wake up naturally. Some days it's four o'clock, some days it's five, some days it's six, some days it's seven or a little later. But I, I, unless I have somewhere to be, I like just to allow my body to know this is the perfect time to awaken. Describe grounding because I've heard you describe it in some way. And I think and why it's important to be to do that. So because we are energetic beings, I I like to talk about practicing that good energetic hygiene. And so once again, within our physical body, we have those that energetic body. We have the chakras. Each one's connected to organs and emotions. We have the aura that is around us. And so grounding involves just a visualization of you being in your body, visualizing your legs as tree roots going into the earth. You can also drink water to be grounded. Also work with grounding crystals like hematite, smoky quartz, black tourmaline jet, and so on. And then also keeping our energy centered 
So visualizing lots of white light at your core in that solar plexus chakra, and then just taking some conscious breaths as you see that white light shifting to yellow. I talk a lot too about cutting cords. And so we have these energetic connections to people, places, and things. Cords in high vibration will either remain or regrow instantaneously. But what we want to clear are those lower vibration cords, those cords connected to the emotions of frustration and fear and worry and doubt and regret and so on. And then even clearing our auric field, clearing the chakras, all of that is really beneficial. And Ashley, I just want to mention that on the resources page on my website, I have a couple of PDFs to help with clearing energy. Hmm. That includes what I've just mentioned. And also there's an MP3 audio file for clearing chakras. So anyone can access it and download it from that page. Oh, nice. And what about the cutting of the cords? I've heard that before. Is that on there too? Yes, it is. And so just visualizing a nice swiping motion or chopping or scissors over that belly area. So nice swipe or chopping or scissors um, and just see that you're cutting cords. And you can say aloud, I cut cords and clear energy to anyone and anything that no longer serves me or my higher purpose. Huh. And the, so I think the word cord is good for the visual, you know, mm-hmm. so I can see Absolutely. that where you're attached to that and you need to get yes. disconnected. What is your thought when the word dis-ease, like how Louise Hay always, you know, what is your yes. take on that? Well, I definitely recognize that because we are energetic beings and because in our auric field, everything from every lifetime is still there, you know, we want to recognize that it starts, illness starts first in that auric field, then comes into the chakras, then comes within the physical body. So some of what we may experience may be connected to past lives, but also disease can definitely be affected by our emotions and and just thinking of the layers that we're carrying. So I, when I do readings for people, one of the things that I will do is read their chakras, tell them what I'm picking up in those energy centers because I'm empathic, also known as being a feeler or clairsentient, I'm able to tune in and I can can pinpoint specific areas that we want to look at and then even get to some emotions that may be connected to that. Huh. So when you, uh, so I always, you know, mm-hmm. it's this, it's a dis-ease in your body, the energy. And when you realize all the, you know, any kind of, I, try, I we do this so much at my house. So <laughs> they're all, we're always, when Paige says, oh, my stomach hurts or all these, like, you know, whatever we talk about, headache, right. sore throat. And I don't mean to discount it, but I always say, first of all, don't say that. <laughs> And I always say, cancel that, like how Abraham Hicks does, you know, I've right, taught them right. a lot of that stuff, but to understand that your thoughts create everything, right? Yes. yes. And how powerful I put a post today on my post about how, could you imagine if most of your thoughts were all the things you loved about yourself and all these amazing positive things. And if you could catch yourself when you don't have that positive and switch it quick, <laughs> You know, I try to teach my kids that and my group that because I feel like that is all part of that, the dis-ease, you know, and that's all plays such a big part in that, don't you? 
Yes. You know, when we recognize that everything is energy and recognizing our thoughts, our words, our actions, our energy. So what we are thinking about is that radio signal or energetic emission. That's why it's so important to become aware of the self-talk, become of the words that we use. I like to say words are power. And Mm -hmm. so just know you know, and sometimes when we talk, maybe we're identifying something or maybe we're dwelling on something. So I, I say just, you know, kind of feel into where you're investing that energy and how it's coming forth. Right. And you're, when you have your tribe of friends, do you mm-hmm. have a big group that you are with in Oklahoma? Is it hard to find people in your vibration? How do you do that? Well, actually, there's a spirit fair in Oklahoma that I'm a part of. So there are many people uh, doing this work here. Um, but I have colleagues and friends that are literally all over the United States. But I, I don't necessarily just hang out with people. I, I tend to be one of those things, one of those people, not necessarily introverted, but I definitely enjoy my time and my space. And why do you think that? Probably because I'm sensitive to energies, so I'm very conscious rather than cautious of who I'm around, where I go, what I'm doing, and, and things like that. So sometimes it's just easier to do things by myself because I know how long I'll spend doing it or where I'm going or things like that. And the reason why that's come up a lot with my kids that I've been coaching and my girls, you know, they teaching children to be, you know, happy and on the high vibration, they're struggling because there's not many that kids that can get to that. So they don't feel like they have many friends. So in their age, like you raised, you know, kids that were in high school and middle school, friends are really important, right? Absolutely. absolutely. That's like number one. And when I see them telling me how important friends are, but I don't feel connected. Mm-hmm. My example is like when you learn how to live high vibration and you le- learn how to wake up happy and be grateful and all those things, it, that puts you on a trajectory of, you know, this whole different plane. And I feel like when there's people down here and it's in our life too, in our fifties, you know, I, that's why I asked you because I was just curious how you, because I can kind of see that too, where I like my time. And I, if anything, I love this podcast because I connect with right. people like you because yes. I could just live like this all day long. But with, when you deal with children that have that mindset now that I've helped them get there and then they struggle because the friends aren't going to get there. What would you, if, as a mom, now that they're gone and pretend you have them now like me, yes, yes. what would well, you do? I need well, that. Ashley, as you're speaking, what's coming in is actually many conversations I had with my daughter who, you know, throughout school, elementary, middle school, junior high, high school, that she didn't have a lot of friends or she didn't feel connected to them. And, you know, there were many times that I had to reassure her that, you know, there was nothing wrong with her. Her, that that she was absolutely perfect in her own unique way. And I said, and what I kept coming back to was, I promise you, once you get out of school, you're going to look back and realize that none of that really mattered. Mm-hmm. You know, that we all have experiences, but some of those things that you thought were really important were just important in that moment. So I know I work with sensitive kids a lot myself, and a lot of it is just, you know, giving them a voice, allowing them to share what they're feeling because sometimes they may not feel happy. Sometimes they not may not want to be uh, per 
quirky and at that higher vibration. And I say, you know, just be where you are, but know that you're still emanating this light and this love. And that is the essence of who you are. But if you're feeling a little lonely or a little frustrated, it's okay to feel that too. Right. If you are going to give yourself, let's say back in junior high or early high school, because those are my ages, what advice would you give yourself now looking back? I would, you know, definitely say, you know what, you are loved and you are amazing and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So I just know once again, even going through my own trials and tribulations of growing up because we moved a lot because of my father's job. And then after my parents divorced and just relocating, it was really hard fitting in and being sensitive. It wasn't anything I found joy in. But I live through it and and I use those experiences too to help people in the work that I'm doing now. Yeah. When you, you know, you think of, I just look back at my life and look at how it evolved, you know, how it evolves and how you grow. And I always say, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, what you got to grow. And that's why we chose to come here and to watch the you know, at 50 years old, just because I have that in common with you, you know, we're, you know, at this, this stage of our life. Just crazy to believe, right, Ashley? Right. Well, when I heard you say you graduated from high school in 89, I go, oh my gosh, I did an 87. Like, yeah. that's like, what is going on? How did that happen? Yeah. You know, just how fast. And when you talk about time too, like, I know time doesn't exist. And I know our human being does not get that. And when you raise children, that stage of the game, for me anyway, it just has flown by, you know, and I think, well, gosh, Paige is going to be 15 in a couple of months, but that means I'm 15 years older, you know, like, (laughs) wait, that's me too. (laughs) Yes. It just goes so fast, you know, and I just, I think when you get to this stage of our life and I discover something that I can now like give and serve. It takes me like, wait, I have a whole nother section. You know, I don't, there's no way that that's ending. Doesn't that, yes. doesn't that just make you excited about life? Absolutely. And, and you know, people talk about midlife and, and that is kind of where we're supposed to be at. But, you know, we're only as old as we feel, even though our birth certificate may indicate otherwise. But once again, this is that spark that is within us, that passion, that magic. And the more that we do pursue those passions and really recognize that every day can be amazing, even when we're presented with challenges, you know, it's all up to how we choose to view it. And, and, you know, it's our choice for sure. Right. When you do your, your coaching and you're teaching people how to empower them, do you have like a certain toolkit that you use to get them there? Yeah, I definitely, you know, the first thing is just to be present with someone because many people need to be seen, they need to be heard, they need to be loved. And so I just remind people, you know, first of all, there's no judgment. Whatever you have done, whatever you will do, there's no judgment here and and you're having your human experience. So I just recognize, you know, things that I've experienced can help them, but also just things that have helped me. I just once again, again, trust that spirit's going to tell me exactly what to say to them to offer them the tools or the clarity that they're seeking. Now that you're 50, where do you see yourself in at 60? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's amazing is I hope and affirm that I am still doing this work and just living life each day to the fullest, to the best of my ability. 
And what do you like? Are you going to write more books? Do you want to, is there more expansion in your, do you have anything like set in your mind, like goals or dreams that that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, uh, for years, several years ago, I actually had my own blog talk radio show, which I know the radio shows have have kind of faded away and the podcasts are what's evolving now. And and so it's like, it feels like it's time uh, to revisit some type of platform uh, versus just Facebook Live or Zoom uh, calls or things like that to where I can share more as well. So I've just been sitting with it for a while, actually, since the book came out last year to see what I'm led to do with that. Yeah. But see, I love how you, it's like, you just wait to be led, right? When you make a decision, you just wait for that, that inner voice, right? Well, I take action too. And sometimes it is sending an email and sometimes it's making a call or things like that. But what I've learned, and I, I like to use the term conscious creator, what I've learned and even most recently is things that I'm setting intentions on, things that I'm affirming and so on. I have to go with what I teach because I tell people don't necessarily visualize what you want, but instead go with the feeling. Mm-hmm. So if I'm wanting to do a podcast, I've got to really focus on, I want to feel good when I do it. I want to be excited. I want the perfect platform to show up for me where I can be who I am. Things like that versus thinking it has to be a certain platform. Right. And it's always when you do that, it pushes it away further, right? Yes. <laughs> don't, yes. I always, <laughs> that's why I always talk about the feeling. If you focus on the feeling that's your, like, kind of your why. Like, that's what, your magic. Right, it is. That's your magic. And I always say that. Like, if you just could get the feeling, it's always like, you know, what it's going to feel like that yes. when you get that, you know? Because if you start being really detailed into the what it's going to look like mm-hmm. and what it's going to be called and all what yes. date it's going to come out, yes. all that stuff is going to hold that back. You're right. It's very restrictive. And, and what we have to trust is when we manifest with a feeling, the universe will surprise us. So if we have our mind and our heart set on something and it doesn't work out, we can feel disappointment. And so this is why we have to trust, if not this, something better, but still go with that feeling. Right. Because when you, I love the the feeling because I try to explain like it's a, the, the universe responds, God responds to the feeling. So you, you can even fake the feeling, <laughs> you know, like just be like fake the feeling that you're going to have, you know, because it doesn't know your doesn't know the difference. Right. Well, I, I tell people, you know, some people say fake it till you make it. But I, I don't necessarily agree with that because it's a vibration. But right. I say, you know, at least focus on something that does feel good, that brings you joy. And that's right. a way to bring that energy in. Yes, I love that. So, okay. so there's a means to do that. A yes, means to do it. Oh, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> thank you so much. It's well, been thank you. such a beautiful conversation. They can find your website, which is ShellyRWilson.com. And you've got to put that R in there. You're going to get a Shelly who is not me. <laughs> and also I have EmbracingTheMagicWithin.com. Okay. And then you're on Facebook and Instagram? Yes. And- yes. And both are at Intuitive Medium Shelly. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I've enjoyed you, Ashley. meeting you so much. And I look forward to whatever comes from this 
beautiful conversation that leads us into seeing each other again, having another beautiful conversation. You're amazing. Well, you are as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.